Hi, I'm Richard Fieldhouse and Sarah Chambers is away this week, so you've just got me by myself on this week's podcast. Uh, so I'm talking to you today about the latest edition of the NASGP's Sessional GP magazine. Uh, it's, it's 89th edition. Um, so if you, uh, look, you can look at it online on the digital version or you can... Uh, download a PDF version, or I've got a, I've printed out a, a paper copy here as I was, as I was um, editing it. So the front cover, lovely bright coloured um, uh, mural of some graffiti. We've got a prize going. If anybody knows where that was taken, in which city, uh, we'll give them a bar of Montezuma chocolate or two bars of Montezuma chocolate. If you take a selfie with that in the background, anyway. Uh, so I first really great, really pleased with uh, uh, this this um, edition of the magazine. Uh, magazine starts off with a um, lovely rundown by Zoe Norris of the recent LMC conference. Uh, picked out a few good points there, beautifully written. A um, couple of pieces, but a couple of couple of bits of information there about how the conference um, is re- rejecting the ability for the Department of Health to, if it's got any plans, to set locum rates. So boycotting of that, talk of that, and also about the potential for industrial action and how sessional GPs uh, could be involved with that. Uh, a lot of that coming down too to, 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 to getting you guys all to sign up with your local medical committee. Uh, if you can if just use your Google search or ask around for that. Um, the next article, uh, we've actually got two articles. It's really great when um, we can coordinate some articles. And, and these are our financial articles in Money Matters. One is the first is from Liz Densley, our expert accountant um, from the uh, uh, Association of uh, um, Medical Accountants and also um, a financial advice article from Kevin Walker. So, so, so Liz's article is on that sort of tax advice about being ill or in this case how to be prepared for being ill. Just putting a few things into place. For example, you've probably heard this advice before but have at least sort of six months savings hanging around in, a, in, a, in an account that you can use to, to help um, pay bills and all that kind of thing. Um, also about trying to get your bill, making sure you're, you're, you're paying your bills by direct debit. Simple advice, but if you fall ill and you can't pay your bills, you could end up in all sorts of problems down the line. And this goes into details on how to pay your um, tax if, you, if you're short of money because you've been ill. Um, what can go on there about keeping records, about keeping HMRC notified. Um, but also some really good advice there about child benefits. If your income drops below um, the certain amount, which this goes into, then about how to change change that so you actually benefit rather than lose out of that. Um, and then following on from that, we, we've then got Kevin Walker, our financial advisor's article on looking at how to mitigate against um, um, any any money loss by taking out um, various types of insurance scheme from the permanent health insurance scheme um, or a critical illness uh, policy quite different things also goes into your conventional life insurance policy if you have a mortgage um, and there are other areas too like um, the very short term uh, in uh, short term as uh, 
accident policies but um anyway some great advice there from from kevin and what i know from kevin you see from um and there's there's a link on being a digital magazine as you can click on the link and uh, kevin's always happy to to give advice if you've got any particular concerns there then are carrying on uh with with uh sonia hatton taylor's um exhaustive advice on on careers and she's been doing a really brilliant uh, a series we're, we're now th uh, three parts in um, this one is on recharging these are four skills the four new skills we need for general practice this one is on oh yes on, on, on burnout and how to um, 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 how to recharge and how to recognize that and also it, there is a lot of advice out there about burnout but it's kind of a bit pithy um, in terms of uh, helping you to the trouble is with burnout I think what Sonia is saying is is it's really hard to recognize when you're burning out um, so therefore it's really hard to take those preemptive measures or to or or, 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 or treatment measures yourself so this is about a preemptive strike about actually um, keep making sure you're keeping yourself recharged as a means to to prevent that burnout in the first place because it's a can be a bit of a one-way uh, one-way route as they say um then uh, we've got a uh amy lettuce from gp update again the, these are great because amy puts together these articles uh in a really lovely interesting readable uh, way and there's a great table in here this this one is about the normal variants of lower limb conditions in children and i didn't know this but 25 to 50 percent of all new pediatric orthopedic outpatient referrals are due to normal variants in a growing child that's an incredible amount of wastage uh in the nhs if, if that's what we're doing and there's some some really she's for example, um, out towing, I, uh, which apparently is uh, quite normal um, as a child starts to walk, but should resolve by 18 to 24 months. But if it persists beyond or starts in older kids, then refer. Lots of advice like that on that article. And, and, and again, um, what we do with all these magazine articles, as you've probably noticed over the following weeks, is we then put those onto our website as as blog items as well. So they become eminently more searchable. So you can look out for it there and save it to your favourites. Um, then we have from the Medical Protection Society, Rachel Birch has done a, a, a really good piece for us on, on two-week referrals uh, and the pitfalls that go around with that. And... Uh, for example, complaints and issues when you can really just panic and scare patients. Uh, and there's a lot, it's a very emotive consultation uh, for all the usual reasons. And therefore it can be fraught with potential litigation. And of course, there's the whole error thing too, because uh, as I mean, I've noticed this myself doing a referral for colonoscopy in a two week rule. And I, I just, I just used the wrong form. I pulled the the form out of one of the drawers, and it was the wrong form. I went to back to the practice two or three weeks later, and they handed me this form, and I, ha I either had to sign it, or I had to date it, or something. Anyway, um, um, this goes about how to avoid that sort of situation. Um, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. It was a bit, it was a bit worrying. The patient was fine in the end, but there you go. Now. Um, Judith Harvey has uh, has done a great uh, article as always on this time on on four hugs a day, um, 
Now, I wasn't aware of this, and Judith, Judith mentions it, um, and I've actually put the link in on the page. So it talks about Charlotte Diamond sings Your Four Hugs a Day. You can actually um, um, play it, but, but for your delight and delectation, um, I've got it here, playing out of my phone. I'd never come across this. This is from 1985. Yep. Yep, this actually has 56,000 views. It's done in 1985. And if you watch the video, it's 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 quite uh, quite amazing. As I've said, don't don't listen to this. I hope you haven't just had breakfast. Is all I'm saying. Um, anyway, probably uh, probably enough of that. I've gone sort of all quite um, goosebumpy after that. Um, anyway, but Judith's article is is um, that's just a very sort of a, a fun little introduction, but really goes into examines this is what, what 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 I'm sort of trivialising. Judith puts into sharp relief as actually just such an important thing about about human touch when it comes to us as humans and us as carers and doctors and about the importance of it. Um, in, in, and how we can use that in our concert. Gosh, she's still going. Sorry, turn that off. Um, and how important that uh, can be for us as GPs. Um, and, and also how to be, obviously, how to protect oneself, make sure it's not, not inappropriate. There's a little bit about that there too. And then finally, um, Lindsay, our, our overseas correspondent. I think it's a very glamorous title for, for Lindsay, but it suits her perfectly. This is... Um, uh, Lindsay, as you, as you, you may have read before, is a, is a GP in Australia. And it's, it's, got, it's really great to to hear what's going on on the other side of the world. And there is a sort of a an odd thing crisis going on in, in uh, Australia, but, but not in a way that we would recognise. Being, being, being working in the UK, the first is that there seems to be lots of uh, issues in Australia about this because the government is reducing what it pays a full-time GP equivalent um, by $100,000 per year for, to, to, to make up a gap for patient care. And so, so what, but what the GP practice are doing is therefore having to charge their patients more. And obviously there's all sorts of issues there. But the GPs in Australia seem to be very savvy and are actually handing this back directly to the patient in a very um organized coordinated way to to plead to the australian government that this is a kind of crazy idea and it's affecting the poor um this is this this is a is almost a frightening sort of potential taste of things to come for us here in the uk but anyway really good read um and the other thing too is that um australia has enough gps and the royal college of australian gps is actually now asking the government to please take gps off its list of of um of people wanting to to uh to of gps wanting to move there so um um if you're thinking of going to australia probably get that done sooner rather than later um but otherwise let's really make the most of uk general practice over here because that is ultimately um for the best of everyone he says anyway i hope that's been interesting um i do urge you to read it it's a really good read um just other news this week with uh, NASGP, and, uh, and I've put this in the magazine. Uh, sorry, in in the e in an email I've, I've done that this Thursday, is that we've uh, on our standardised practice information portal. We've we've now 
gone live with two things. One is um, a fun functionality that allows your practices practice pack to be plugged in to one at the local network, your CCG or whatever, so that the CCG can then populate a part of the practice pack that then all the local practices who use the services arranged by the CCG or the hospital or whatever can then synchronize and share um, all these different contact records with practices and whatever. And the other thing is we've now gone live with our uh, post system. So this means that when you're in, in a practice pack and you've, 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 um, you've uh, created a relationship with a practice, you've signed into a practices practice pack and you can invite practices if you haven't already got, got practices signed up. And then when you're logged in there in surgery or, or whenever, you can actually take part in, in the posts. In, in it's, a, it's sort of like a Facebook style message board. So the practice manager or the partners or you can um, uh, share information about services, about what's going on in the practice, about the lunchtime meeting or whatever. Um, and then so that's what we call that practice post. We've also got network posts. So similarly, when logged into a practice, if that practice is linked to a local CCG through the SPIP. Um, you can then share messages and posts with with other um, other GPs and practices in 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 that network locality area. And thirdly, we've also now got NASGP post, which is for paying members only. It's again, it's like um, a Facebook group type um, message board for for, for NASGP members. Anyway. Um, I hope you're enjoying the summer and thank you very much for listening. Mm -hmm.